you guys are Matt, you I mean, were right. You can like you want to have you can you, pin you, whatever you want. I'll I'll just shell dry fire. That's what I okay. want. <laughs> Welcome to Practical Shooting After Dark, everybody. <laughs> All right. As you know, we're here to talk about shooting. Everybody comes with a topic, something to talk about. Uh on deck tonight, Mr. Hopkins. Hi. And Mr. Kim. Hello. My sound still good? Yeah, you sound yes. uh, fantastic. All right. Beautiful voice. Thank you. <laughs> These people can hear me now, hopefully. All right. All of us are talking about something. Matt, you're calling this the shill show because this I guess... the shill show, yeah. Where the most interesting about? thing to talk about is probably what Mr. Kim has to talk about. <laughs> 100%. you got a show and tell, so why don't you take it away, Mr. Kim? Yes. So I've got a show and tell. So for uh, video listeners, YouTubers... So I'm holding a new pistol from Walther. It's a it's called PDP. What does so, that look like, Hopkins? If people can't see it, it looks like a. So I I actually have questions on this. I've seen it around. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah. if it's a polymer frame or a steel frame. This is a polymer frame, but okay. exact same grip size as a steel frame gun. Okay, so, so it's a polymer frame. Yes. Striker fired. It is. Mm -hmm. so it's a polymer frame striker fired black pistol, like yeah, everybody else has on the market, including mm -hmm. no, literally everybody has one on the market. And it's it's, it's about Glock nineteen size, right? Uh, the compact model is about exact same. Uh, the one the I'm holding right here is it? It's Glock seventeen. Yeah, this size one is same as seventeen, basically. Yep. And I heard 5-inch is not yet out, but it's coming out very soon. Uh, there's just improvements, basically improvements. Uh, basically, this is substituting PPQ line. And the feedback from the steel frame, so there, there's a steel frame 4-inch. Um, basically, the competition model neck down to a 4-inch gun. Uh, when that came out, a lot of the people liked it, and especially in the civilian market, people started carrying it. And then they wanted a lighter gun and some improvements. Basically, like I just mentioned, the grip size and the grip texture is exactly the same. It comes with a different backstrap. So the small backstrap actually is same size as my steel frame with a lock grip. Lock grip has a thin one. So I like that quite a bit because it's uh, same angle as 1911. So I put a small backstrap on it. It just feels exactly the same, except it's lighter, of course. A uh, couple improvements were, so the Q4, which is the Q5 uh, steel frame 4-inch, had the rear plate with the iron sight on the plate. So if you take the plate out and put an optic gun, you lose the rear sight. But this one... We have rear sight not on the plate, uh, basically like Glock, MOS. So you can have the cool witness thing. And I already have the fiber optic front and the blackout rear. This is actually a Glock front and rear. So it's, it, it's, it's sharing the, what was that? It uses the same dovetail? Yes. Not, so that's I, actually really smart since the whole aftermarket segment is already made for it. Exactly. It's actually, good idea. So if you already have Glock and buy PDP, uh, you can just put those optic, I mean, front side, fiber optics, front side uh, on it right away. And then trigger is, PPQ is known for the trigger. Trigger is l even lighter than the PPQ line. 
the regular PPQ line is hovering around uh, five and a half to six, and this is under five. Right well, on. Well, hold line. on. Can you get that right now? Uh, it, it was released yesterday. <laughs> so no. good luck. They're all sold. They're gone. Okay. So, I've actually been following this kind of like it's interesting for new gun releases and everything, right? Yes. I've seen actually people go in and gun shops and find them. So I think what they did was build some up and then just release them all once they actually release the gun. So yes, I think there's at least some number of them out there. Yeah, th actually, that's true. Uh, not only that, what Walther did this time was actually they sent out guns to uh, holster manufacturers, uh, base pet manufacturers and all that. So uh, I already order um, holster from tier one. T-Rex Arms has a holster, appendix carry and all that. Comtech has the competition style and Taylor Freelance already has the 140 mil um, extension base pad. Uh, the full size is longer grip. That was one of the biggest complaints with the PPQ because big hands, it kind of sticks out. So now it's taking 18 round magazines on the full size, but compact one is just same. Uh, you can use PPQ magazines on it, but you can't use PPQ on a full size. So that's another difference they improved on. So and can you use the full size mags in the PPQ? Yes, I actually trained today with my steel frame with a 18 rounder mag with the extension. So they work perfectly. Uh, but sometimes, so basically it's not a flush fit. So one thing that has to be, be careful is when it's slight lock, if you shove it in really hard, uh, I haven't tested it, but most of the guns, it's not flush fit. It's going to hit the ejector. So it can cause some issues there. Uh, from my experience, my our guns will do that too. Uh, mm -hmm. It leaves a little mark on it. I shot it all season, and it, and it had a little mark on the ejector, not super bad. Okay. So in the case of like in your middle of the stage, like I would just shoot like and not worry about that and then look at it after the fact. Yeah, or just I don't know. I don't know your exact gun, but like, just think of that when you're like doing your whatever your normal maintenance routine is. I guess mm -hmm. I don't think that's as big a deal as people make it. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's hammering. Anyways, like you're not hammering with a literal hammer, right? No. And this, I just have so many things that I like. Uh, so the serrations are huge. And they I look really nice dig too. It. Yes. It looks okay. It looks pretty. Uh, but the serration, I really dig it because it's, I think it's one of the deepest, deepest uh, serration I've ever seen so far. And it looks pretty good. So I have a question. I think I know the answer, but is that made in Fort Smith? Well, I haven't asked personally, but the gun, it says made in Germany. Oh, it does? Yeah. So I'm assuming it's made in Germany and shipped it out. Yeah. If it says made in Germany, it's definitely not made in Fort Smith. Then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. This is what I got. So, so are you, you going to be match? shooting this gun in any matches or what's the deal? At least not this year. Because it doesn't make sense to uh, jump into different gun right now because of the ammo shortage. Because, I mean, yeah, even if the grip sure. is the same, the recoil component is a little bit different. Now the transition is different, you know. It's basically half the weight, almost. 
with the plastic and steel frame. So in, in terms of that, I'm not switching. Uh, maybe next year, if the MO is okay, uh, I may make the switch. So, but it's a good carry gun for right now. Yeah, because it, it's got the all the features I want. I saw it was optic ready, right? It is. All the uh, only optic model, optic ready model. It's only only available with optic cut on it. Yes, everything comes in optic what ready. What kind of plates? Uh, it's got a proprietary plate on it right now. It's pretty thin. Uh, it's not super thin. It's in between. If you have a Glock MOS and steel frame, steel frame uh, mount was pretty tall. It's kind of in between. So it's got some rigidity, but it's thin enough so that if you are actually, uh, what I heard is if you use RMR or smaller red dots, regular front and the rear sights are going to be slightly co-witnessing. Uh, they cut out really deep. The thing is, uh, I don't think it's going to be showing, but the plate on top is pretty thick. So the cutout into the slide is actually really deep. Uh, probably one of the deepest cutout I've ever seen, uh, but pretty reliable. Man, so you sound like you like this gun. I do. Uh, shooting and one one more thing I really like is it's got a um, higher beaver tail than PPQ. PPQ, the beaver tail area is a little bit thick, but they, they cut out a little bit so you can get a higher grip on it. Uh, so when I shoot it, it's, I mean, like, for example, doubles at five yards, I can get same grouping, uh, transition a little bit easier, of course. It's it's good does in it, overall. Does it share any parts with the previous models, like the steel frame on the Striker system or anything like that? Some of them, yes. I don't know about Striker, uh, but I know barrel is exact same barrel, so you can swap them out. Um I don't know about everything else, but set basic uh, is the same. Okay. It's just improved PPQ. Yeah. So yeah. what's it called? What was that? What was the name of it? PDP. PDP. Mm. All right. Yes. All right, Matt. You're on here to shill too. So what are you shilling? Yeah. So what I'm going to shill tonight is maybe not normal, but it's kind of. It's not really an announcement, but I, I can officially say I am on the ballot for Area 3 director. Yes. I have submitted all the paperwork. I've submitted my first like article thing that's going to go in the March and April issue of Front Sight. What are you running on? Do I, you drain the swamp or some shit? Like, I don't know. No, like, I want to have competitive equity brought back to the sport. I want to have rule stability, mm -hmm. so we don't need to be changing the rules every five minutes or so or whatever, you know. Those are the two main ones. And water on every stage. Ice water on every stage. Does area director on charge of the area match? Yes. Yeah, so... so uh, if I do get elected in 2020, what is it? Yeah, 2022. So next year, we will have a different location for Area 3. I got a couple in mind. Uh, there's some 
some places in the country that are want to host it, and I have some other ideas, so we'll see. It's either going to be the far north side of Area 3 or the far south side of Area 3, one of the two. So, Matt, we haven't discussed this previously, so this is a good time to ask. Yeah. What, what sort of things are you doing to campaign? Out of I mean, curiosity, I'm if anything. Here. Uh, I did the standard article in front site. Yeah. I'll do the questionnaire in front site. That's pretty much it, I think. And you're on the podcast over here, too? Yeah, this, this podcast. Uh, it's probably going to be mostly word of mouth. Like, I guess I'll talk to people when I go to matches and see them at matches and shoot with them and stuff. Yeah. And Sherwin is not running for re-election, right? As of last time I talked to him, he was not running. I don't know if that has changed. I'm, I assume he would tell me, but he might not. I don't know. I'm yeah. still running either way at this point. That yeah. will not change my mind. I, I suppose that's fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. I do know there's one other person that is fully submitted. So I won't be running unopposed. We wouldn't want you winning unopposed, Matt. That doesn't seem like... Uh... That doesn't seem all that fair. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Like Elton. Well, I'm I'm sure you'll be on here many many more times to make your pitch. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I I can answer any question you guys can email me or Facebook message me or anything like that. So I'm not going to push it super hard, like. Come up, ask me if you have questions. I mean, I'm definitely an open book. Text, like, whatever. Yeah. So what's your email? Where, where can people find it? Quantacam at gmail.com. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an auto-forward to my personal email, though. <laughs> I think the best thing is, like, hit me up on Facebook Messenger or something mm-hmm. like that, so... <sighs> Hard-hitting topic tonight, I know. So uh, voting does open July 1st. If you're an Area 3 resident, you'll get a ballot in the mail that'll have a code on it, or you should be able to go to the USPSA website and log in and vote from there. So I guess I am kind of selling it on this, maybe a little. No, you should sell it. Sell yourself. Yeah, I'd like your vote, please, if you're an Area 3 resident. If you're not, you know... Even so, let's try to get a vote in. Yeah, why not, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, with the history in the past with USPSA, there will definitely be like a runoff because the election gets messed up the first time, is all I'm saying. The past three elections, the past three election cycles have not gone off without an issue. Um, Is that hard hidden enough for you? So you're saying the mail, the what is it? Mail-in voting didn't work properly. It did not. It sent duplicates, and it let people <laughs> vote twice on the first, on the area two election. Well, it's not a lot you can say to that. It's not a good situation. Hey, just reporting what was what happened, right? Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> I remember that. That was that was good fun. All right, guys, I'm gonna shell for dry fire. One of my favorite things to do. I've been doing it a lot lately because the winter, have you guys noticed it got got a little bit cold and the whole country froze, basically? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of dry fire. 
And what really strikes me is like, I can reproduce pretty much every problem I have uh, live. I can reproduce it dry. So uh, I was doing uh, El Prez with a fast part time, like three and a half or 3.6 or something. And I started fucking up the transitions because uh, my shoulders got so tense from how fast I was going. And it was like, that's exactly what would happen with live ammunition. That was what, was, what my morning was like today, guys. I don't like so it. So on that, you have to basically increase, so decrease, lower the part time so much to induce those same like yeah. reactions. Yeah, I would, like press the trigger really hard, you know? Yep. Yeah. So cut the part times to induce like speed related tension. Uh, force yourself to press the trigger hard to induce like, you know, hand tension that you have to work through and you'll, you know, see if the sight's moving. All sorts of stuff like that. You have to be so, checking yourself if you're aiming properly at everything. Interesting. So how much do people send you for doing this? What do you mean? Well, you got to charge something for this, right? <laughs> to share they, the they, secret. They, they dry you or something? Yeah, they've, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you dry fire, you got a Venmo Ben. Yeah, that, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, uh, you know, I... I think most people at some point in their shooting career, they dry fire a little bit. And there's probably a lot of people listening to this that have dry fired and they think like, they, you know, but if you go get back to it and you try it and, you know, you really start pushing yourself in the right ways, you can really improve, you know, past that initial plateau that everybody's going to get to. Truly. So dry fire is also probably a pretty important, like, thing to get working on now because of the ammo issue and everything like that people are going to be having well yeah even me i'm not uh, i i got a pretty good deal on some primers last year so i should be good to shoot a lot but you, you know have that hookup can you give me their name yeah matt hopkins <laughs> maybe that maybe that hookup is that won't be here next year so <laughs> even me, i'll be i'll be trying to save I'll be trying to save ammo too. So for me, I'll be doing four or five dry repetitions at the range for every one live one I do. And that's just, you know, why not? That's being so smart. Will you take the par times from like your house dry fire and take them to the range also? Or will you do it something different when you translate it to on the range dry fire? Well, it depends. You can, if you're doing a classifier on the range, you can reverse engineer. You can kind of reverse engineer what the strings need to look like just by understanding the scoring system. You know, reverse engineer the strings and then build yourself a dry fire training routine just for a particular classifier. And I've definitely done that. I would do that at the range too. But if it's yeah, like do, a, do you do a movement in the time related... deconstructed? What's that? You do it in the time you deconstructed on the range? Yeah. Okay. So you're yeah, doing not? something... You're doing different, so... You're pushing your decrease lower in the part times at home to induce a tension. Mm -hmm. And you and the tension is different when you're on the range and gonna actually live fire it at that point. Um yeah, it, I, I would say so. You tend to be more like anxious rather than just over tense or sort of annoyed. Is that is that what you find, Mr. Kim? Uh in, in a way, so I actually do two different types of training, and one way is like doing dry fire and then bring it to the uh, bring it to live fire, 
in, in that kind of case, uh, those same mistake actually, uh, yeah, it comes out both in dry fire and live fire. So I'm just focusing on staying consistent, consistent at the live fire. And then when I come home, that's when I try to go crazy. Not like crazy enough to flip my gun out of my hand, but. Yeah. Well, guys, I don't really have anything else to say, but if, since we're all shilling something, I thought I'd shill dry fire. <laughs> you know. I think and it's if a you, good thing to shill, right? Yeah, you know, especially this year. And if you want uh, a little training manual for that, dry fire reloaded is still a thing, and uh, it still sells pretty well. It's kind of weird. So do you? That's not really like the first book now. People something buy. It's like they buy one and then they're like, "Well, I got to get all of them, right?" Or something like that, or no? Uh, I, I I guess I don't know how it really works. Yeah. The, the dry fire that, ones probably sells three times as much as the other ones. What? Yeah. Even really? Yeah, people like the dry fire. The, I mean, I think they. I think a lot of people buy the book because they like the idea of dry fire, and then they, you know. They liked the idea, but they didn't maybe implement it, but they liked the idea for a minute. But I think your dry fire is not only sold for competitors, but I think a lot of people actually, when I was listening to podcast, I hear tactical podcast talking about your dry fire book. Well, there's that too. Mm -hmm. So I think dry fire book has more uh, broad audience uh, areas. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm I'm getting hip to that a little bit. That's why practical shooting training was. If you if you read it carefully, you'll notice it doesn't really exclude non-competitive shooting from it. Yes, that's one thing I was pretty impressed about your book. Um, yeah, as, as I was reading, I was expecting like okay, practical shooting competition book, but it actually is not just about competition book. Uh, and also, one thing I was surprised is I already uh, give this advice to somebody. Because somebody was asking me, hey, like, I want to train rifle. Uh, what would you recommend? And I actually told the shooter, uh, hey, actually, this book, I mean, there's a pistol in the front page, but it's not just about pistol. Um, the practical shooting training book actually applies to rifles as well. Like, the, uh, I'm not sure if it was level three or four. There's, I think, three and four. Uh, the mounted and unmounted that drill. Mm -hmm perfect example of any platform like pistol or rifle or even maybe two gun i actually started doing that because there's two gun competition coming and i use that as a two gun transfer as well in between uh, movement yeah well see there you go mm -hmm. cam i think you should talk about two gun at some point like on a future podcast oh yes that's oh, usually gonna, one of my when is this list. when is this match so there's two two gun matches i'm shooting one of them is like the real cool one uh basically it's in hold April. on hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. one of them's a good one the other one's the yeah. stupid shitty ben, one ben which one do you think is which <laughs> i have no idea okay so this one's in april the match director is national champion pcc shooter and this match has very interesting divisions. Uh, so one of them is called practical, where muzzle brakes are not allowed. So you can use flash hider, 
Uh, I am using the Surefire Wild Comp, basically a uh, flash hider with some holes. And air pistol, that's what I'm going to be shooting. So they allow air pistols. They have, so this particular division practical uh, is kind of a uh, tactical rifle in a way. So no, no lightweight bolt kind of thing and just flash hider. And the pistol is not particularly open gun, but they made a rule in a way it allows 2011 slide mounted optic pistols. So the optic has to be slide mount, uh, no compensator. And other than that, uh, 140 millimeter maximum uh, magazine length, and that's it. So it's kind of like carry optics, but it's also including those tactical shooters, 2011 staccato kind of thing with a slide mount. And then competition division is basically a three gun roll with a carry optics or limited gun. And there's PCC, basically the same way, uh, any PCC with a carry optic gun. So that's interesting. But one thing most interesting for me is sling. You are required to use sling. And I think that's the most interesting uh, factor there. So one of, one of the also things on that is that's a basically a rifle a rifle caliber rifle and two a, divisions there's pcc yeah. divisions yes so you and can he's making the pcc guys shoot the same targets as the rifle that's true yeah so it'll be interesting yes i'm just but, i'm just saying the rifle caliber on this is specific because mm -hmm. the other match is a pistol caliber that's true oh it's so your other two gun match is a pistol is a pcc handgun match Yes. yes, and no sling, uh, any two two shots anywhere With, on the target. And this Both one, you, scoring. Uh, so you're not that excited about this one? Not so much. First, I've never I shot. Love your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not representing the trend, so to say. Right now, the shooting market trend is what the other two guns. So Mexis, uh, Mexis two gun. Uh, that match is also interesting target. They have their own targets, but it's got a head and it's almost like a size of C-Zones. Uh, so it kind of the body is shaped like a plate carrier shape-ish. So basically kind of like kind of like Ipsic target in a way, but in a C-Zone. But it's got a head on it and it's got, you know, ABCD kind of zone or the headshot, they call it uh, kill zone or something like that, I forgot. But... It's a hit factor scoring, basically. So there's Alpha, Bravo, Charlie kind of thing. I'm not exactly sure what they call it, but there's points value. And kind of like the two hits Alpha or there's a headshot. I'm not 100% sure what they're doing with the headshot. It's a hit factor scoring. So total time is divided by the total score. So that's, of course, hit factor is one thing I really like about our sport. Uh, I've not ever shot multi-gun or multi-gun rule, but I personally like the hit factor scoring for sure. Are you doing any special training for the hit factor, or the, sorry, the multi-gun scoring for the other, or do you plan to? Uh, I plan to try it right before the, the, the two-gun nationals, or USPSA, two-gun yeah. nationals. Uh, maybe like a week or two before, I'm going to start training shooting just brown, but I don't think that's <laughs> going to change much. 
still, I'm going to pick a spot on the target and then shoot on the spot I'm looking at with different confirmation. I'm not necessarily going to go for brown in a way. Yeah, the penalties are pretty stiff, pretty stiff if you miss. Yeah, I'm not aware exactly how much, but I heard it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, there we go. We got off on a tangent there. All right, folks. That's going to do it for our show today. If you have any questions, which we need some because I don't have any good ones right now. If you have any questions, go to bensteger.com. Send me your questions. We'd love to address them for you. All right, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>